Tread on tarpons and scorpions on a daily. I stand and walk in authority that he gave me. I'm a reflection of God, so watch me be the light. It's time that we show the world that Jesus is Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you for the word tonight. We thank you that the revelator is here. We thank you that Holy Spirit is here to speak to every single person that get on the live, who get off the live. Father, I pray that it may be one word that will absolutely revolutionize somebody's life, that will absolutely change their life. Father, give them that word tonight. Father, I pray that as we dig into the scriptures tonight, I pray that you illuminate the word. I pray that you show your people what, you have, what you're trying to show them through the word of God. And we give you all the praise, honor, and glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Let's, um, let's, let's start right here, guys. Let's start right here because of uh, a lot of times people ask this question, why do we fast? Or um, sometimes people are like, well, why are y'all doing that? I mean, why can't I just have what I want to have? Uh, why can't I just do what I want to do? Uh, why do I have to discipline myself? Why do I have to refrain from things that feel good to me? Um, and, this, and, and, and simply put, I can answer this question real simply. It's because our goal is to simply to be like Christ. I want you to stop and think about that for just a second. That is why we refrain from doing the things that we just want to do. That's why we refrain from doing the things that we like to do all the time. And there's a level of sacrifice that everybody, no matter what uh, you try to accomplish in life, there are certain things that you just have to discipline yourself to do when you're trying to become what you desire to become. And as a believer, our desire is it should be to become more like Christ. And not only did Christ refrain from doing the things that he wanted to do, he overcame those things and he fulfilled the will of God in his life. And that is what we should be desiring to do in every single one of our lives is fulfilling the will of God for our lives. And so simply put, why do we fast? Is because we're trying to be more like Christ. We're trying to be more like Jesus. We're, we're developing ourselves and using Jesus as a template, using Jesus as an example to do exactly what he did because he was our champion. He was the best to ever do it. And so that's why we want to follow after him. And fasting is one of those things that Jesus did. And I'm going to show you clearly in scripture that that is what Jesus did. As a matter of fact, it was one of the first things that he did when he got his call in ministry. And let's go ahead and start by looking at this in uh, Matthew chapter four. Let's go look at Matthew chapter four and let's start there tonight. Matthew chapter four, verse number two, and we're going to read it out of the Good News Translation. The Good News Translation of Matthew chapter four, verse two, it says this. It says, after spending 40 days and nights without food, Jesus was hungry. I'm going to say that one more time. After spending 40 days and 40 nights without food, Jesus was hungry. That's Matthew chapter four, verse two in the Good News Translation. Some people misunderstand what fasting really is. 
and what it's really supposed to be. Uh, and they try to use other things to fast rather than what a true fast really is. Let me let me explain what I mean by that. Sometimes people try to say, well, if I'm going to fast, I mean, we've gotten so modernized with fasting that uh, we sometimes we kind of get away from what a true fast really is. Now, don't get me wrong. Can you fast from television? Yes. Can you fast from social media? Yes. Can you fast from uh, going out and uh, spending time with other people? Uh, yes, because because we can see in the scriptures that a lot of times when people fasted and when people prayed, they went and be, they went to be with themselves or they carried one or two people with them. They weren't always around people when they were praying and fasting. And so I'm not trying to say that there are not elements of a fast that uh, that you can utilize to get closer to God. If you need to refrain from watching 10 television shows in one day, yes, I would definitely recommend. If you're watching 10 television shows a day, you obviously, because uh, you also got to work, you also got to spend time with your kids, you also got to spend time with your spouse, or you got to spend time with your friends. There are several other responsibilities. And if you're watching 10 hours of television a day, obviously something is getting cut out. And a lot of times it's God and spending time with him. So if that is something that you're doing, yes, that can be a part of your fast. But what I want to let you know tonight is that fasting, what true fasting really is, is when you refrain from food. True fasting is when you refrain from eating food. Now, why is this so important? Why is this so important that, that I bring this to your attention? Because a lot of times, we don't really understand what happened with food in the beginning, because if we were able to conquer food, we wouldn't be in the situation that we're in right now. This whole sin situation could have been rectified if somebody just had enough discipline to say, you know what, I'm not going to eat that. So I said, well, I never really thought about that before. Yes, in the beginning, because we hear that story all the time, talking about Eve and Adam, when they ate the fruit that was in the garden that they weren't supposed to have, if they just simply had the discipline to not eat of that fruit, then we wouldn't have the sin situation that we were born into. And so don't tell me fasting isn't important. Don't tell me refraining from food is important because refraining from food would have kept us out of this whole sin situation that we're in right now. If they just simply said, you know what, I'm going to say no to this. I'm going to say no to this. Then they wouldn't have been put in the position to allow the enemy to overtake them at that point and then get kicked out of the garden. So fasting is very, very, very important. And I also want you to notice in Matthew chapter four, verse number two, there's a lot of times where people, I mean, and, and I'm not here to dog any religion, okay? I'm not here to dog any uh, other ideologies or anything like that, but I just want to point out how Jesus fasted. That's all I'm trying to do here, because I know some people, they'll say we can fast from six in the morning to 6 p.m., and that's cool. That You can definitely do that. I'm not knocking that. But what did the scripture say when Jesus fasted? When Jesus fasted, it, said, it says he fasted for 40 days and he fasted at nighttime. So he didn't just take a break from, I mean, he didn't just go from 6 to 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. And then he gouged himself after 6 p.m. Now, 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 when you're living a fasted life, is that something you can do? Absolutely. But when God calls a fast, and in the scripture, it talks about it several times, when God calls a fast or when there was a fast called, it was representative of this 40, of this day and night fasting. When you didn't just, 
when you didn't just take the time to fast from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. or say, I'm going to fast from television, but then you still ate whatever you want. No, when we talk about fasting, look at what the scripture says in Matthew 4 and 2. Jesus fasted 40 days and 40 nights, and the scripture says that he is hungry. After his fast, it said that Jesus was hungry to, to give you a representation, to give you an understanding that food was the, was the foundation of what he was fasting from. And why was it so important that he fasted from the food? Now, let me go show y'all this in some scriptures here. Now, I know I've talked a little bit around my notes, but I want to show y'all this clearly in scripture to show y'all that this issue of overcoming food is so important. This issue of overcoming food food is so important. And I've alluded to it by talking about what happened in the beginning, but let me show y'all scripturally uh, in a second. I'm going to show y'all this scripturally in a second in Genesis, what, what happened so that y'all can understand more of what I'm saying. So let's look at Matthew 4 and 2 again, and let me just slow up a little bit, and let me just bring it back to you. So it is not uncommon for you to be hungry on a fast, but the goal is to push past the hunger to time and fellowship spent with God. It is not uncommon for you to be hungry on a fast. Why was why is it not uncommon for you to be hungry on a fast? Because when Jesus ended his fast or during his fast, the scripture says he was hungry. When he fasted 40 days and 40 nights without food, it said Jesus was hungry. Some, some uh, scriptures say in other translations, it said Jesus fasted 40 days and 40 nights. And so the reason why I use the good news translation is because I wanted to hammer home, hammer home the point that it was without food. Because again, a lot of times when people say fast, they say, well, what am I going to refrain from? And they don't, and they don't, and they don't take into account that foundationally they should be refraining from food. Now you can add TV, you can add social media, you can add all this other stuff, say, I'm not going to go to Jingle Mingle, or I'm not going to go uh, to uh, Top Golf. I'm not going to go to these places. You can add that on top of the food, but foundationally, the question you need to ask yourself is what food am I going to be refraining from? What foods does my body just so have to have that I can refrain from so that I can say, you know what? I know my body really wants to have this food, but I'm going to show God that this food is not my God. God is my God. Nothing in the earth will ever replace my God. Nothing in the earth will ever replace my God. And that's what fasting really says. Fasting says, you know what? I don't care because everybody will tell you, man, you got to have food to eat. Man, you got to have food to live. You got to have water to live. You got to have juice and drink to live. But Jesus said in Matthew, men shall not live by bread alone. We're going to look at that scripture. But by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. He said that two verses after the verse we just read when the enemy came to tempt him. And it's and, and, and we need to grab hold of this because the enemy thought that he can take a piece of food to Jesus just like he did with Adam in the garden and thought that he could tempt Jesus with the very same thing. But because Jesus was God in the flesh, he was able to overcome it. And he was able to say, man shall not live by bread alone. So I'm going to crush you because I live by the word of God. I don't just live by the food that I eat. Man, some of y'all need to get that. I don't just live by the food that I eat. I live by the word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. That is why when you're on the fast, 
what you should be seeking from God and what you should be seeking from heaven is words and instructions from heaven so that you can live by them and don't allow the things that that's and don't allow your body that's trying to pull you back to the foods that you want to eat control your life. Let the word control your life and don't let the food control your life. Now, again, I'm not you can take this as a as a diet, but fasting is not a diet. Fasting is not a diet because the difference between fasting and a diet, fasting is is your spirit, is you trying to uh, equip your spirit man. A diet is you trying to focus simply on your physical body. Fasting is you getting into this realm of the supernatural so that you can grow and become in the spirit. A diet is something that you decide to do so that you can change and, and transform this physical body. So it's two different transformations we're trying to accomplish here. Fasting is negating our flesh so our spirit man can be built up. Dieting is negating your flesh or changing some things in your body so that your so that your physical man can be built up. Those are two different things. And so when we talk about you trying to become more like God and when we talk about you trying to become more like Jesus, we're talking about you building up your spirit man because that is what is connected to heaven. Your spirit man is what is connected to the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Your spirit man is what connects you to God himself. And that is why fasting is important. And that's why we don't just stop eating, but we, in our, in our, in our uh, refraining from eating, we replace it by spending more time in the word. We replace it. I mean, we replace it by spending time in praise and worship. We replace it by just praying before God and spending time with him and asking him what's on his mind and asking him what he wants to do and asking him what's going on in the earth. We increase that time so that our spirit man is now built up. So again, it's not uncommon for you to be hungry in the fast. As a matter of fact, I would gather to say that if you're if you're not hungry on the fast, you may not be fasting because you're simply giving yourself the things that your body wants anyway. And so when, and so when I say uh, when I say hungry, I, I mean hungry for the things that you can't have. <laughs> when I say hungry, now now if you're hungry, you know, and, and you're on a Daniel fast like we're on right now, you can go and get you a vegetable. You can go get you a corn on the cob. You can go have you some nuts. You can go get you some juice. You can go get you some water. And sometimes just having that juice intake will sometimes replace a meal for some for some people, or it or it'll stop the hunger for a second. But or you can go get you a meal. And, and let me just insert this because and I need to say this because this was also a part of my personal journey in fasting. Let me just say this before I move on to the to the next point. You know, I didn't realize because when I first started fasting, y'all know what I did when I when I first when my first day in your fast, this is what I did. I went and got cans of beans. I went and got cans of corn. I mean, I just went and got the basic, <laughs> the basic vegetables and the basic fruits and say, you know what, I'm getting ready to do this thing. Not knowing that there's a whole list of, of recipes, there's a whole list of foods out there that I can eat that are actually pleasurable to me if I just did some research. I began to find out find out about spaghetti squash because somebody because because uh, you because if you pour out pull out the sp spaghetti squash it it doesn't have the same texture as pasta spaghetti but if you put the same sauce with that pasta spaghetti I'm telling you it is a good replacement when you're on the fast and so 
Cause, cause a lot of times what people, what, what discourages a lot of people sometimes, and I'm just talking practically for just a quick second, what discourages people a lot of times in the fast is they think that they just have to completely withhold themselves from everything. Now realizing that God can give you wisdom on the things that you can eat that could actually be beneficial to your body during the fast. And that could actually be beneficial to you that you can eat during the fast. You know, it was, it was, uh, you know, if, if we're not eating fried foods, then you can't have chips. But if fried foods is something that you could possibly eat, you can go have you a tortilla. I mean, a, why can I say tortilla? You can have you a corn chip with some chips and salsa, just like you would go eat if you're at a Mexican restaurant. Because all salsa is is tomatoes and the corn is just fried corn. You can have that on your fast. But a lot of times people just get discouraged and they get frustrated when they're like, man, I just got to stick to these canned, this canned corn. I got to stick to these canned beans. I got to go cook me this. I got to go. I can only have cabbage. No, God can give you wisdom on what you can eat. And then I'm just parenthetically and certain this to give some of y'all some wisdom because I felt I needed to go here real quick. But God can give you wisdom on some things that you can eat that can actually be pleasurable to you and also uh, beneficial to your body. And it can also taste good. You don't have to continue to put the things in your body that you think you need. And that's one revelation that I got one time. You don't all what you think you need. You don't always need. Cause, I, cause, cause the first thing I remember people saying when I said, uh, when I first heard, man, you can't have no, uh, you can't have no meats, no sweets, and no bread. And if you ever grew up in the South, you ever grew up in the South, all of your meals always had a bread. It always had a starch, potatoes, corn. You always had meat. You always had chicken. You always had something. So if you tell somebody that they can't have meat, their first response is, man, I can't go without eating meat. I can't go without eating the bread. And, 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 and you grew up in the South, you either had some toast, you had some rolls, you had some cornbread, you had some kind of bread going along with your meal. There's nothing wrong with that. But what I'm saying is we've become so conditioned because of how we grew up, we feel like we can't go without those things. But come to find out, if you ever try to discipline yourself or if you ever ask God to give you the grace to fast, and we'll talk about that at another point, if God called you to fast, there's a grace to do it. There's an empowerment to do it. You can do it if God called you to do it. And so, and if you just simply make a decision, because we're also going to find out that fasting is one of those things that it's not a, uh, it's not a if you fast, it's a when you fast. You're going to see that in the scripture also. So fasting isn't just one of these things that you just, uh, is a fad or something like that. The scripture says it's when you fast, just like the scripture says when you pray, meaning you should always be praying or you should take time to pray. Fasting is the same thing. It's when you fast, when you when you decide to fast and when you take a moment to fast, this is something you should always be doing. It's not an if, it's not a it's not a question of whether or not you should or you shouldn't. The question just the, the question that should come up is when am I going to fast? Not if I'm gonna fast, but when. So I know I just said a lot, but yeah, ask God for some wisdom while you're on the fast. Ask God to give you some understanding on what you can and can't eat. Because again, a lot of times when people hear fast, they like, well, man, I just got to cut out everything that I'm eating. And for some people, you do have to cut out a lot of, a lot of stuff that you're eating, but God can also give you wisdom on stuff that you can eat that you can find out that may actually be beneficial and tasteful and fruitful to you if you just seek him and get some understanding on it. Because I'm, because man, I, I mean, I'm here to tell you, like, because I remember going on a fast, man, for like maybe 10 or 11 months, 
Why didn't eat breads, meats, sweets? Man, and so that spaghetti squash, that spaghetti meal that I just told y'all about, man, that saved my life. <laughs> that saved my life because I was like, dude, it's pretty good. I can eat this. I can eat this, and I'm going to stay on this fast as long as God tells me to stay on the fast. Man, glory to God. So that's just me giving y'all a little understanding about my personal journey. So don't always think, well, man, I just got to give up everything. That may be that may be for you. I mean, that may be you, and that may be what you have to do. But ask God for the things that you can eat. And I'm telling you, God will give you wisdom. God will give you insight, and he will give you understanding on what all you can eat during the fast that you can actually enjoy and spend more time with him and come to find out you'll be like man i may keep this in my uh recipes i may keep this as something that i keep on eating since i can have it on the fast i, I may start including this in my fasting life and that's something that we got to get to but we'll get to that at some point in this series during this month many people have made fasting to be to just refrain from TV, social media, YouTube, or even books, but but not removing God, or I mean, excuse me, not removing God, but not removing food isn't a true fast. Let me just say that not removing food is not a true fast. You can't say you're on a fast if all you're doing is fasting from this particular pleasure. The foundation of a fast is food. So we got to start there and then build on top of that. Amen. <clears throat> now, again, if you decide to remove social media, TV, books, all of that kind of stuff, not going out, spending time, you know, not going to the bowling alley or wherever you find entertainment, not going to the movies, whatever it is, because I'm a big movie person. And so I can sit there and say, well, I ain't going to watch movies. I am not going to watch a Marvel movie. That for me will be a sacrifice unto God, <laughs> because I'm telling you, every time a Marvel movie come out, I'm in that thing. So but 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 if God tells me not to go to the movies, I. That's me making the decision to also, if, if I'm going to fast from that, I need to also include some food because that's just a part of the fast. Now, will it be beneficial to me? Absolutely. Removing that stuff, can it be beneficial to you? Yeah, it can absolutely It can absolutely be beneficial to you because the point in you removing that stuff is to spend more time with God. I don't want you to go to the movies and I don't want you on social media 10 hours a day because I want you to pray to me for an hour or pray for me, pray with me for 30 minutes. I want you to take away some of that time and dedicate that unto me. Can that be beneficial? Yes. But again, a true fast is you uh, being without food or you refraining from food. Amen. All right. So, um, and this is another thing I want to say also, if you haven't gotten to the point where you can fast 40 days and 40 nights, you still got some growing in your fasting to do. We all I don't know of anybody that has ever, besides Jesus, that's fasted 40 days and 40 nights. The longest I've ever gone on a strict fast, just straight up water, was seven days. And I am here to tell you, my body was absolutely weak at the end of those seven days. I, it was like my energy was like completely zapped for me. Now, God asked me to go on that fast, and I was graced to do it, just straight water. Didn't eat nothing. Just straight water. And I got close to God in that time. But I, but the reason why I bring this up is because a lot of times people think, well, if, if a fast is called or somebody asks you to fast or if God tells you to fast, uh, you may feel like, I mean, let me just talk about myself. You may feel like uh, that you've already arrived and you fasted a whole lot. 
you know, if, if somebody calls a fast, I'm going to just go to my own little traditional fast that I always do. I'm going to go to my go-tos and, and not attempt to grow in the fast is what I'm trying to get to. Some people just say, well, you know what, if I fast, you know, because I've Daniel fasted a lot, let me go ahead and Daniel fast because I know I can do that. Rather than saying, you know what, let me let me ask God if I should try seven days without water or let me try three days without water. I mean, I mean try just three days with water. Let me, excuse me, let me correct that. Let me try three days with just water. And let me try to ask God if, if he wants me to push and grow in my fast so that I can grow and spend more time with him. Because I'm telling you, you're going to be seeking God if you can't eat no food. If all you can have is water, you're going to be trying your best to get after God. You're going to be trying your best to hear what God is trying to say because you can't have anything else. And you'll come to find out how much of a God food really is in your life and how much food dictates everything that you do. But that's why the scripture says in, uh, in Matthew that we don't live by that. We live by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. So again, why is understanding fasting uh, from food so important. Let's go look at Genesis chapter 2, verse 9. Let's go look at Genesis chapter 2, verse 9. Y'all getting anything out of this? Is this making sense? Is this making sense to you guys? If it is, put some uh, comments in the comment section. Um, if it's making sense to you, let me know. Uh, and if you got any questions, please don't hesitate to ask. Uh, please don't hesitate to ask uh, your questions. Why is refraining from food so important? Why is refraining from food so important? A lot of people don't know, again, we were in we're sin condition because of what Adam and Eve couldn't know in Genesis 2 and 9. Let's look at that. Genesis 2 and 9 in the Good News Translation. This is what it says. It says, he made all kinds of beautiful trees. He made all kinds of beautiful trees grow, grow there and produce good fruit. We're talking about the Garden of Eden. He made all kinds of beautiful trees grow there and produce good fruit. In the middle of the garden stood the tree that gives life and the tree that gives knowledge of what is good and what is bad. What I want to focus on is in the garden, God made all kinds of beautiful trees grow there. So he didn't just make the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. He didn't just make that tree and tell them not to eat it. He made a whole bunch of trees that were beautiful and that were good for fruit. So I got a question to ask you guys. I got a question to ask you. Why is it is why is it that once we once we see the big picture, you know, you can have everything. God can come and tell you you can have everything in the world, but don't touch this right here. Why is it when He tells us don't touch this right here, we got to go touch that right there? Why is that? Why why do why do we focus on what we can't have, and why do we focus on what we can't have and not focus on what we can have? And that's what fasting is all about. People get frustrated and they get mad when a fast is called and they say, man, you know what? We're going on a Daniel fast. You can't have no meats, no sweets, no breads. People get mad at that point and say, you know what? They get mad because they can't have no meat. They can't have no sweets and they can't have no bread. But they, they, they don't focus on all the other stuff that they can have. They can have every vegetable. They can have every fruit. <laughs> they can have every juice, 100% juice that they want. They can have some nuts. They can have some other things that is just not a sweet, a meat, or a bread. But people get frustrated, and then they, uh, they turn their attention to what they can't have, and they miss out on what God is trying to get them simply because they can't focus on what they can have rather than what they're not supposed to have. 
And that's where God is trying to get us. He's trying to get us to understand there is so much more out here in the world that if God tells you you can't have something, don't focus on that. It's something so much better on the other side that you can have if you if you get understanding and revelation from him and, and let him lead and guide your life to what you can have. Y'all see that? God didn't just make the tree of the knowledge of good and evil good. He made all the trees in the garden. All of them were good for food. All of them were good. All of them were good fruit. But he said, just don't touch this one. So out of a hundred trees, he said, don't touch this one. They could have eaten anything off of, of the other 99 trees. I'm just using that as a round number. But they focused on the one that they just couldn't, that they weren't supposed to eat. Focus on the things that God wants us to have. Focus on the things that, that God wants us to have and not the things that he doesn't want us to have. This is what I'm going to tell you guys. We must gain discipline so that we can experience the fullness of God and his plan. I'm going to say that one more time. We must gain discipline so that we can experience the fullness of God and his plan. Also. God wants us to understand that we should live more, more from the supernatural rather than the natural. I'm going to say that one more time for the people in the back. God wants us to understand that we should live more from the supernatural rather than the natural. God wants us to understand that we should live more from the supernatural rather than the natural. That is what fasting allows us to do. And how do I know that? Let's go look at Matthew chapter four, verse three through four. We've been alluding to this. We've been talking about it. But let me show you all this in the scripture. Matthew four, three through four in the Good News Translation. Matthew four, verses three through four. And this is what it says. Then the devil came to him. This is right after verse number two that we were talking about earlier. Then the devil came to him and said, if you are God's son, order these stones to turn into bread. But Jesus answered, the scripture says, humans, human beings cannot live on bread alone, but, but need every word that God speaks. Do y'all see what Jesus said right there? The devil came to Jesus and said, you know what? Turn these stones into bread because I know you're hungry. I know you're hungry. I know, I, I know you really want to get this grub. Because you've been fasting for 40 days and 40 nights. And that's what the enemy will do to you. Even on day number one, <laughs> even on day number one of the fast, the enemy will come to you and be like, man, you know you shouldn't have went on this fast. Go ahead and get some of them M&Ms. Man, you know you shouldn't have went on this fast. Man, go ahead and get one of them devil squares. Man, you, show you, you know you didn't need to go on this fast. Man, go ahead and go get that burger. And that's what the devil tries to do. The devil tries to come to you and tries to tempt you to go against what God wants you to do. And you have to have enough discipline. You got to have enough wherewithal and you got to have enough mental toughness to say, you know what? I made this decision to fast from January 3rd to February the 3rd. So I'm going to stick to this come hell or high water. I'm going to stick to this regardless of what anybody tries to come at me and do. Man, listen. And, I'm, and let me tell you, the enemy is going to try to come at you. And I, I remember it used to happen like this. When I used to work in corporate America and I used to have, and when we used to go on a fast, that's the time when everybody would want to have a potluck at work. 
Everybody want to have a potluck at work. They would want to go out to eat. They'd be like, BJ, let's go here for lunch. Let's go do this. You know, the enemy will try to get you all the way off with a distraction when you commit to fast. Because that's what the devil did with Jesus. He said, I know you're hungry. Why don't you turn these stones into bread? And the power of God rose up in, in Jesus to say, you know what? Every man doesn't live by bread alone. But by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God or every word that God speaks, Jesus was teaching us how to live. Jesus was teaching us the purpose of the fast. Jesus was teaching us to show us that we should be living supernaturally over living naturally. Man, I hope you all hear what I'm telling you. That's why fasting is different from dieting. Will you have some physical uh, benefits that happen? Sure. But the purpose of fasting is for you to live supernaturally and live over the natural. Don't allow food and don't allow things of this world to, um, to determine what you do in your life. Don't allow the things of this world to determine what God tells you what you can and can't do. Don't allow the world to tell you what you can and can't do. Allow God to tell you what you can and can't do. That's why fasting is so important. And that's why Jesus was empowered to tell the enemy that we're only going to live by the word of God or the word that God speaks, because he had just spent 40 days and 40 nights getting full of that word, getting full of getting time spent with God. He was coming. He came out of this fast with a glow. He came out of this fast equipped to stomp on the devil's head because that wasn't the only time that the enemy tried to tempt him. Two other times the enemy tried to tempt him and Jesus stomped on the devil's head and watch what happened after he came out of the fast. The Bible says the enemy left Jesus for a season. And the next time we see the enemy messing with Jesus was when he went to go give his body up to, to die for all of our sins. When he in the Garden of Gethsemane, that was the next time that the devil tried to mess with Jesus. The, Jesus went a whole three years without the devil trying to mess with him. Now, did he go and attack the kingdom of darkness through the three years? Yes, but the enemy never came at him like he did after the fast, and he never came at him like he did in the Garden of Gethsemane because the Bible says the devil left him for a season because he was now equipped to do what God called him to do because he came out of that fast, because he came out with the power of God on him and he was equipped to do everything that God had called him to do. We should be living by the word of God that never changes and the word that he gives us that changes our life. That is how we should be living our lives. We should be living our lives by the word of God that never changes and the word that he gives us to change our life. Again, that is why when we fast, we should be seeking words and instructions from him. That is why when we fast, we should be seeking words and instructions from him. We should be seeking words and instructions from God. That is what our goal should be when we're fasting. When we fast, we should be seeking what God is saying. We should be seeking what the word of God is saying. We should be trying to seek revelation. What is God saying to us? What is God saying to us? And, and our prayer initiatives in this fast is what are, what are our passions? What are the distractions that's, that's keeping us from our passions? And what is God saying to us in this time? That is what we should be going before God, because I'm telling you, when, when, when you get your passion, when you get what the will of God is for your life, and when you able when you're able to identify what the distractions are so that you can remove them, I'm telling you, you won't be able to be stopped.
You will not be able to be stopped. And that is what you should be seeking God in this time. God may give you some other instructions. God may say some other things to you during the fast. But let me tell you, let me tell you, let me tell you, it is all to equip you to be exactly who God called you to be and be an example of Christ in the earth. That is the reason why we fast. It is to become more like him. It is to become more like him. And that is why we're going to focus on feeding you the word. And that is why we're going to focus on giving you the word. Because again, that is how we are supposed to live. That is why we are a teaching ministry. That is why I share the word of God with you during, during, during these sessions, because I can't just give you what I want. I just can't give you what my opinion is. I got to give you what thus saith the Lord. Thus saith the Lord. I have to give you what the scripture says because that is how we should be living our lives. We do not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Amen. That is how we're supposed to live. We are supposed to live based on what the word says. The word determines what we do, not what our finances tell us, not what uh, what my hunger pains are telling me, not what so-and-so tells me. I live by what the word says not what all this other stuff says. I know what I know there's a pandemic. I know there is shortage seemingly out there in the world. But because I live in the kingdom of God, I am attached to a supply that's never stopped, that never stops. So I never have to concern myself with me going into lack. I never have to concern myself with me being detached from health and healing. I never have to worry about me being detached from the spirit of fear. I, I mean, I don't, I mean, from the spirit of, uh, of a sound mind, I can detach myself from fear because that's not from the kingdom that I'm from. I don't have to I don't have to connect with those things because I'm attached to a heaven. I'm attached to a, I'm attached to a kingdom that always runs on that and it never runs out of that supply. So I always have it available to me. That's why we live by that word and that word alone. That's why we live by the scripture. That's why we live by what God tells us. That is why it is important that you should be hearing what God is saying behind what I'm saying so that you can get the word that changes your life. So that you can get the word to change your life, because, again, a word that that's specific for me will change my life. But a word that is specific for you will change your life. God told me to go on that seven day fast, just water. And that absolutely changed my life at the time. God may tell you to go on a three day water fast. God may tell you to go on a 10 month Daniel fast. When you say, you know what, I ain't going to have breads, meats, or sweets for 10 months. That will be the word that catapults you to the next level in your life. <clears throat> but you got to be able to hear what God is saying. You got to be able to hear it. And when we get rid of these distractions, when we begin to not allow the God of our bellies, the God of food to run our lives, we can hear God a lot clearer because that is that distraction is no longer there. It causes us to plan. It causes us to think and not just do things on a whim. That's what fasting will allow you to do, because for some people, they got to plan out their fast, because when they decide to fast, they got to go buy groceries specifically for this so that they can eat at certain times so that they can be nourished. You got to plan those things out. You got to plan those. You got to plan. And, and what that allows for them to do is when they plan those things out, they're able to hear God clearly or they're able to hear God better because now they don't have to worry about hearing about what they want to go do. Uh, dive in and, and go eat. Now they can hear God saying, you know what? I need you to go tend to that situation over there. That person that's on your job, they need prayer. They need somebody to encourage them. Yes, Miss Penny, it does. So fasting causes me to hear God. It causes you to hear God clearer. 
It causes you to hear God clearer because when you remove distractions, because this is what we need to understand. God is always speaking. It's like this. God is, y'all know what a radio, uh, y'all understand radio waves and y'all understand the radio station and how that works. When you get in your car, things are always being played on the radio. But unless you tune into that specific station, you won't be able to hear what's on that station. But notice, just because you're not tuned in to that station, that doesn't mean music isn't still playing on that radio station. It doesn't mean people aren't still talking on that radio station. But because you're not tuned in, you can't hear what's going on on that station. Well, likewise with fasting and likewise with God. God is always trying to lead us. God is always trying to direct us. God is always trying to get us to our wealthy place. God's always trying to get us to the, to the, to the passions and the desires that he's put on the inside of us. But we have distractions. We have things that hold us up. We have blockages in our life that we don't want to get rid of that we don't want to get rid of. Yeah, we don't want to get rid of, and that's causing us not to hear. And what fasting allows us to do is allows us to clear up those signals. It allows us to tune in to the correct radio station. It allows us to tune in to hear God clearly so that we can do the things that God wants us to do. Heaven has a station. The question is, will you align yourself with that station? And this is another thing that I want to really get to. This is enough. Well, we're going to get to it next week. We're going to get to it next week. But man, let me tell y'all this. This is something that we've heard in the church. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to say this, but I'm going to talk about it next week. This is something that we've heard in the church a lot that I want to really debunk real quick when it comes to fasting. Some people will say, man, we're going to go on a fast so that we can get God to move. Man, we need God's supernatural power on the house. We need super God, we, we need God's supernatural power to flow in our life. So let us go on the fast so God can pull his power on us. There's a little change that needs to go on in there because fasting does not move God. Fasting allows you to align yourself with what God is already doing. I'm going to say that one more time. Fasting does not move God. Fasting does not get God to do anything. God's already doing what he does. God always does what he does. God's word is always working. God's spirit and God's power is always moving. The question is, are you in alignment with that power? Are you in alignment with that word? And are you in alignment with his instructions so that you can receive what's going on with that power? What's going on with that word? So fasting moves you from the position that you're out of to the position that you need to be into. Fasting aligns you with God, not God align himself with you. No, that we got it backwards if we ever thought that. We're not trying to get God to align with us to try to get God's power on us. No, we need to align ourselves to the flow of the power that God already got flowing. We need to align ourselves with him, not God align himself with us. We got that backwards. We fasting moves us to an alignment with God. That's why with fasting, it moves us in the position to where God is. That's why we're able to hear him a lot clearer. That's why we're able to get the power of God flowing in our life. Because when we were out of position, we now put ourselves in position because we're following the instruction that God wants us to do. God has instructed us to do this. So we move from not doing what he's told us to do to doing what he's telling us to do. So now we can flow in the blessing. And so now that we can flow in the power, because now we're in alignment to what God has already uh, laid forth for us to do. God has already set the path. God has already set the word. The question is, will you align yourself with that? The question is, will you get in alignment with that? And that's what fasting allows you to do. 
We're going to talk about that more next week. We're going to talk about that more next week. Should I fast? Let's go to Matthew chapter six. Matthew chapter six. We talked about this a little bit already, but let me just allude to it a little bit more. Let me show y'all some scripture on it. Matthew six and 16 in the Good News Translation. Matthew 6 and 16 in the Good News Translation says this, and when you fast, notice it says when you fast, not if, not should, it says when, and when you fast, do not put on a sad face as the hypocrites do, they neglect their appearance so that everyone will see that they are fasting. I assure you, they have already been paid in full. Matthew 6, 16 in the Good News Translation. And when you fast, do not put on a sad face as the hypocrites do. They neglect their appearance so that everyone will see that they are fasting. I assure you, they have already been paid in full. Let me say y'all, uh, let me talk to y'all about this real quick. This, this is a this is uh alluding to uh, what some people say uh or what some people talk about. Uh when you fast, you shouldn't be telling everybody. Uh, because a lot of times what people like to do is they like to think that when they obey the scriptures, they should get brownie points or they should get extra credit for doing what they should be doing anyway. So basically what the scripture is telling you right here, don't put on a show just because God told you to fast. Go ahead and go about and do your fast. If somebody asks you if you fast, it's OK for you to tell them. But don't go about walking around like, oh, you're weak. Oh, man putting on this show for people just because you're fasting, because if that's what you're doing, the scripture says you have already been paid in full. You've already got the benefits of your fast because you put on a show for these people just to show that you're this spiritual person. The goal of your fast isn't to prove to other people who you are. The goal of your fast is for you to align yourself with God so that you can receive the things that God desires for you to receive. It says, do not put on a sad face as the hypocrites do. Basically, when you're on a fast, don't be all sad and don't be all depressed and don't put on this sad countenance on your face to let people know, man, man, why are you looking like that? Why are you feeling like that? Man, I'm on this fast. Man, I got to do this fast. My church to call the fast. So I'm over here fasting. Don't be doing that because that's what the hypocrites do. So the Bible basically is telling us don't and, and don't neglect your appearance so that everyone will see that you're fasting. So basically, don't be trying to show people all the time this is what you're doing so that you can try to get brownie points with people. Just go about doing what you're supposed to do and don't because basically this is what the Bible says. When you do what God tells you to do, He rewards you openly. He's not trying to get you to show people what you're doing publicly. Because basically the scripture also says, do what you do in private or basically just do what God is telling you to do. And God will reward you openly. You don't have to go about trying to prove to people that you're this spiritual person just because you're fasting. Fasting fasting shouldn't be anybody's business. But if somebody asks you, the only reason why you should tell them is that if they're trying to offer you, man, you want to go out to eat, man, no, I, I'm not going out to eat or I, I can't I can't have any cake or I can't do this because I'm participating in the fast. You know, it could be a real simple statement. It doesn't have to be, man, I'm fasting so I can get God to move. Man, I'm fasting so I can get this. Man, I'm fasting so I can do this. It's not about putting on a show at all because that's what hypocrites do because they're trying to prove that they are somebody to somebody. That's not why God's telling you to fast. Fasting is just for, is, is for you to do your instructions from God, 
Because if you desire to prove this to people or try to make this out to be a show, you've already had your reward. So the so the reward that God wanted to give you because you obeyed him in the fast, he can't give it to you now because you've already got your reward trying to put on a front in the show for other people. Y'all follow what I'm saying? That's what the scripture is talking about here. So when we fast, we fast, we can do, we can do it in secret. We don't have to tell anybody. <clears throat> you don't have to prove anything to anybody. You know, you can tell people. But when you tell them, it's not because you're trying to uh, to put on a show. It's just simply because you don't want to be offensive and you don't want to and you know you don't want people to feel a certain way or think a certain way and just tell them, hey, this is what I'm doing and this is why I'm doing it and that's why I can't have this right now and that's the end of the conversation. It can be just as simple as that. But if you want to put on a show for people and, and act like you're famished and act like you know you're going through all of these strong trials and tribulations just to prove that you're this strong spiritual person, that will end up being your reward. That right there, because you're trying to put on a front for people when the scripture says that that's what the hypocrites do. So when we're fasting, when we fast, remember when we fast, not if we fast or should we fast, is when we fast. So we should always be making the decision to fast at some point in our lives. And so and, and when God calls fast like this, it's to get our minds together to start thinking about, man, we should be fasting more often. And so I'm going to get this particular fast down. <clears throat> excuse me. So when God calls me to my next fast, it won't be hard for me to do. And it can become a part of my fasted life or a part of my lifestyle now. And not just when uh, everybody else decides to do it. I can do this on my own because fasting is a decision that you make between you and God. Fasting is a decision that you make because you may have something going on in your life that nobody else has going on in your life. I mean, it has going on in their life that you may need to fast for. You may need to get in alignment with God so that you can hear him clearly, so that you can get breakthrough, whereas somebody else may not be having that issue and they may not be called to a fast at that time. But corporate fasts are simply this. It's for us to get all of our minds together all on one accord so that we can all seek God, so that we can become more in alignment with him, so that we can get our individual instructions and our individual marching orders so that we can fulfill the plan that he has for our life so that we can do the things that he has called us all to do individually. Amen. So again, it's not if you fast, it's when you fast. It's just like prayer, just like we need to condition ourselves to pray. We need to take a moment to pray. The same thing with fasting. Fasting should be something we dedicate time in our life to just do it. So if you want to fast uh, throughout the entire week and then have you whatever you want on Friday, that's fine. If you want to fast one day a week, that's fine. But this is something that uh, should become a lifestyle for you. This is something, I mean, and if you want to fast every two months, it's whatever you and the Lord decide to do. It's whatever you and the Lord decide to do. And I encourage you to allow this fasting that we're doing for 30 days, or it's actually probably 32 days, the way it's mapped out. But anyway, it's from January 3rd to February 3rd. Allow this time to become a foundation for you. If you've never done it before, allow it to become a foundation for you so that you can do it more in the future, so that you can do it and, and have this become a part of your lifestyle. Let this become a part of your lifestyle. Just like we make it a habit to pray, we need to make it a habit to fast. Just like we, we make it a habit to pray, we need to make it a habit to fast. Why? Because it causes us to live supernaturally rather than naturally. It causes us to live supernaturally rather than naturally. Fasting should be a lifestyle and not just a fad. 
Fasting should be a lifestyle. It's something that you always do. And it's not just something that you do because somebody else asked you to do it. This should be something personal that you decide to do. And when there's a corporate fast that's called like the one that we're on, you should get involved with it because God is is encouraging the people to come together so that we can all hear from him so that we can all be on one accord. That's what a corporate fast is. That's what a corporate fast can do. A corporate fast is us all coming together saying, you know what? We're going to be all on one mind. We're going to be all on one accord because there is one thing. This is one of the things that the enemy cannot come against. The enemy cannot come against us when we get on one accord. And that's what us coming together on a corporate fast does. When we all come together corporately and say, you know what? We're all going to do this thing. The enemy now has to block himself out of the ones that wanted to corporately fast because he cannot get into that. Because when we're on one accord, the enemy cannot come in. The enemy cannot come against us when we're all on one accord. Yeah, that's right, Miss Penny. Jesus lived a fasted life, so should we. Jesus lived a fasted life, so should we. So, <clears throat> so if we encourage people to make prayer a lifestyle, fasting should also become a lifestyle. And the, this is the last thing I'm going to tell y'all tonight. And so just like something supernatural happens when you pray and when you give financially, something supernaturally happens when you fast. I'm going to slow down and I'm going to say that again. Just like something supernatural happens when you pray and when you give, something supernatural happens when you fast. Something supernatural happens when you deny yourself, when you deny your flesh and you allow your spirit man to rule. Something supernatural happens when you deny your flesh and you allow your spirit man to rule. So just like when you pray, you invoke the presence of God and you and you desire to hear from him and something supernatural happens when you pray, just like when you give and every time that you give under, under the obedience of what God tells you to do, something supernatural happens when you give, something supernatural happens, something moves and shakes in your life when you fast. Why is that? Because just like God has this, I'm going to use this as an example uh, just like you have a shower that you sit under every single day. Think of that as God pouring down his blessing. Think of that as God pouring down his anointing. Think about that as God pouring down his power. A shower being being a shower when, when you're taking a shower. Think about that. You can't get wet unless you position yourself underneath that water, right? So that is what fasting does. Fasting positions you from being out of that water stream into that water stream. I really need y'all to understand it, and I really need y'all to hear me when I say that. Fasting moves you from not being in the blessing stream, in the power stream, to being in the power stream. That is why something supernatural happens when you fast. You get in alignment with God, and you find yourself in lockstep with him, and that's why things start moving and things start shaking, because you now align yourself with God and what he wants to do in the earth. That is why something supernatural happens when you fast. And that's why something supernatural happens when you give. And that's why something supernatural happens when you pray. Because when you obey what God is telling you to do, you position yourself to receive everything that God has for you. Y'all got y'all get anything out of that tonight? Did y'all get anything out of that tonight? 
Did you get anything out of that tonight? I pray to the Father in heaven that you absolutely got something out of this message tonight. And I pray that you come back for the rest of the series, because I'm telling you, this is just a foundation, man. We we haven't even scratched the surface of all the stuff that we're going to talk about with fasting. We got to get to the benefits of fasting. We got to get we got to we got to break a, a couple of sacred cows. We got to turn some of those over. Uh, Man, I'm telling you, this is going to be a phenomenal series. And so I just want to encourage you guys as we're fasting. This is why we fast, man. This is this is the word behind why we're doing what we're doing. We're aligning ourselves with God, not God trying to come over where we are. We trying to get ourselves to where God is. And that's what fasting, when we remove the distractions and when we remove um, everything out of there that's not supposed to be there, we can hear God clearly and we can get in alignment with what he wants us to do in our life. Amen. It's time to give. It is time to give. It is time to give. It is time to give. And man, don't 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 uh, don't neglect this part of the uh, of the fast, because this is what I always tell people. And don't neglect this part of the lie. This is what I always tell people, because if, if you ever find yourself. Excuse me, if you ever find yourself struggling to hear God or ever uh, trying to figure out was that God, was that me or was that the devil? You know, uh, fasting is a good time for you to hone in on that, hone in on that. And giving is a good time for you to hone in on that. And prayer and praying. Those are good times for you to hone in on that, because I'm telling you, God is not going to have you give towards something that's of the king. I mean, I mean, excuse me, the enemy is not going to have you give towards something that's not of the kingdom. And if you received word tonight, and if you received revelation from night, I mean, revelation tonight, if you received revelation tonight, I'm telling you, listen to me, guys, if you receive revelation, the kingdom is at work. So I want you guys to ask God if you want, if, if, if he wants you to plant a seed or if he wants you to tie into what you heard tonight. Because the Bible says when, when, when we sow spiritual things, you should give of yourself your carnal things. That's what tithing is all about. That's what giving offerings is all about. That's what first fruit offerings is all about. And I'm telling you, man, I'm going to get to teaching on giving later, man. I'm going to get, I'm going to get to teaching on finances later. I'm going to get to it. I know I keep saying I'm going to get to it. But I'm going to get to it, guys. I'm going to get to it. I promise you. But I always want to encourage you guys, man, listen, if you if you received word, you should always communicate uh, with your giving. It's not because you're trying to give to get a blessing. That's not what it is. What you're saying is, God, I received word tonight. Do you want me to sow into this so that that word can keep going forth? Just like you received the blessing of the word. You're, you want to sow into it to make sure that this word can continue to go forth. That's what sowing is. And so I ask you guys to ask God, because that's always what we ask you guys to do is to ask God. Ask God what he would ask you to give. Ask God what he would ask you to give. And if he tells you to give something, give it. And I'm telling you, man, I'm telling you, there are there are a lot of y'all and there are people here that God be asking y'all to give and he be asking y'all to do it. And that's between you and God. It's not between me and you or whatever. It's between you and God. I just encourage you. Just obey God, man, because just like he asked you to fast, he'll ask you to give. Just like he asked you to give, he'll ask you to pray. Just like he asked you to pray, he'll ask you to go to this church. Just like he asked you to go to this church or go to this ministry or do whatever, he'll ask you to do whatever. It is your obedience 
to what he tells you to do that sets up your future provision. And giving is included in that. So if God tells you to pray, you pray. If God tells you to give, you give. If God tells you to fast, you fast. That is what you do. You obey him because it's, it's your obedience that causes your future day provision. And so when God tells you to tithe, he's trying to set up something in your future for you. When God's telling you to give, he's trying to set up something in your future for you. Whenever God asks you to do something, he's setting your future up so that it can be what he wants it to be and not what you think that it should be. Giving allows you to set up your financial future. Giving allows you to set up your financial future. And I said it last year and I'm going to say it again. You should always be excited to give because people who always give always have, or otherwise they can't give. Does that make sense? You should be excited to give because people who can give always have. Now watch this. If you don't have, God is so good and gracious that he said he gives seed to the sower. So if you don't have, God will then give you seed. He will send somebody to give you seed so that you can sow if you desire to give, if you desire to obey God. So whether you have it or whether you don't have it, your seed, when he tells you to give it, is setting up your financial future so that you can always have. So even if you don't have it, he'll give you seed so that you can sow it. And if you do have it, he asked, he's asking to give it, he's asking you to give it so that you can so that you can be set up for more in the future. So giving is not this thing of, man, somebody's trying to get something from you. No, God is trying to get something to you if he's telling you to do it. That's why we always say, if God told you to do it, do it. And I know this for a truth. I know this to be true. Whenever I receive word, wherever I get word, God always tells me to give to that place. He always tells me to give to that place. Where I get word, God always tells me to give. And so that's why I tell you, if you receive word, God's, God will instruct you to give to that place. Why? Because he always wants you to connect with that word. And he always and he wants you to sow into those places so that the word can continue to go forth. And so that it can set up your financial future. So just obey God. So if you would like to give tonight. If you would like to give tonight, you can give via Cash App at dollar sign BJ Piggy Ministries. You can give through Tithely, uh, through the quick link. Uh, I I'll put it on my personal page after this if you want to give through Tithely. And if you want to give through Givelify, or if you want to uh, do text to give, text give to that number that's on the screen, 844-952-3394. Any one of those options are available to you. Any one of those options, if you click those links, it'll take you direct for Tidally and Givelify. It'll take you to those direct links so that you can give securely with the uh, with your with the ACH transaction from your bank account or with the credit card or with the debit card. However you decide to do it, it's set up so that you can do it however it, uh, you desire to do it. So if you want to give, text give to that number, click those links, or if you want to give via Cash App, make sure you give via Cash App. Now again, if you give via Cash App. Make sure to put your email address in the for section so that we can communicate with you. So that we can communicate with you to let you know that we received your cash app. And so that we can keep an accurate reporting of what you gave to the ministry so that we can give you uh, your giving statement at the end of the year. And those, and speaking of giving statements, those will be going out in the next week or so. Okay. So be on the lookout in your emails uh, for that. And so uh, that's why we ask for your email address so that we can be held accountable 
to you for what you gave to the ministry and so that we can let you know we received it and so that you can get an accurate report of what you gave to the ministry. Amen. So if you guys are all, uh, if all hearts and minds are clear, <laughs> if all hearts and minds are clear, I thank y'all so much for listening to the message tonight. I encourage you to share this word with people who you think it may be a blessing to. Uh, share it in groups that you have authority to share with. Um, share it with your friends. Share it with your page. I mean, share it on your pages. If you're on YouTube, uh, take the link and share it uh, wherever. You, send it to somebody in email. Uh, just be just sow the word into somebody's life tonight, man. And I'm telling you, it will be a blessing to you. Thank y'all so much for sharing. Thanks so much for listening tonight. Uh, come back next week. Bring a friend uh, as we dive deeper into fasting so that we can understand why we're on this fast and the benefits of fasting. Amen. Let me pray for you. Let me get y'all up out of here. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you for the word tonight. We thank you that your word came across with clarity and with understanding. Father, I thank you that you spoke behind the word that was shared so that everybody that heard the word tonight can get an individual word for them that can absolutely change their life. Father, we give you all the praise, honor, and glory in Jesus' name. Amen. I love y'all. See y'all next week. If y'all got any questions, let me know. Direct message the ministry uh, or direct message me on any social media platform, and we'll see y'all next week. Peace. If you would like to connect with our ministry, please email us at bjpiggyministries at gmail.com or follow us at bjpiggyministries on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, or YouTube. This podcast is made possible by the support of friends and partners like you. If you'd like to show your financial support, you may do so via Cash App, Tithely.com, or Givelify.com by searching for BJ Piggy Ministries. Thank you. Uh, I tread on serpents and scorpions on a daily. I stand and walk in authority that he gave me. I'm a reflection of God, so watch me be the light. It's time to Show the world that Jesus is a